Today's episode 216, we're going to talk about scaling your crowdfunding campaign. We're going to talk about ways to make it bigger, to take a good campaign and make it a great campaign. Strap in, here we go. Welcome to Funding the Performing Arts podcast. Open and frank discussion about supporting and growing the performing arts, such as instrumental, vocal, drama, dance, marching, and pageantry arts. Hello to everyone. Welcome to Funding the Performing Arts podcast. Glad to have you back. This is episode 216, and we're going to be talking today about ways to scale your crowdfunding campaign. And I in a nutshell, what that means, or what I hope it means, is we're going to talk about ways that you can take your efforts and two, three, five X the effort. So we're talking about taking a campaign that would have probably been meh on its own and what can be done to surround that campaign with some additional horsepower to really propel it uh, into some new new areas. So, but first, uh, catching up, recording this, uh, it's morning, August 22nd. Um, lots going on. Uh, we have probably, let me take a look here. We've got, oh, I don't know, probably 18 campaigns or so right now that are running actively on fans raise. It's been very, very busy. Uh, we've had a number of new organizations set up with us, uh, just recently. Uh, we, we've, uh, we're, we're busy and, uh, that's a great thing. Because what that means is that the mission that we're on is uh, is suiting a need, is is fulfilling a need that performing arts organizations have. So that's a good thing. And I like to talk about that. And I've had a lot of conversations lately, uh, not just with uh, directors and, and boosters and, and uh, you know, band parents and, and things like that. Um, actually been talking to some some folks that are more on the uh, the venture capital side, the funding side, the uh, entrepreneurial support system side of things. And uh, I, I think things are good and I think things are going to continue uh, to get better and get stronger. And we are already uh, we're definitely in growth mode. So uh, you'll be introduced shortly to uh, our, our newest, uh, our newest guy on the uh, on the team, uh, and he uh, it's it, it's a it's a, a young guy I've known for a little while now. Um, I go back a ways with his dad, uh, but I think uh, getting his perspective as someone from the younger uh, the younger segment, uh, somebody coming right out of drum and bugle corps, coming out of high school band, coming out of college band. Um, I think what we're doing. Um, really resonates with him. And I think what he's going to concentrate on in, and find his, his niche in, uh, in our organization is just really how to uh, ignite and uh, get the, uh, the juices flowing when it comes to the members of your performing ensembles, uh, your kids, your, your performers, your students. So um, I'm, uh, that'll be upcoming uh, in another episode or two. We'll introduce uh, we'll introduce you to him. So let's talk a little bit about scale. So when we talk about scale, 
uh, could mean a lot of different things, but the way we're going to use this term is um, really focusing on the size of a campaign. And size is very relative. Uh, so what one school's band program may term as a complete success as a campaign, another school next township over may look at that and go, oh, that wasn't very good. Um, so it's very variable. And in fact, I've actually seen campaigns that I thought underperformed and the administrators are completely bowled over backwards and thrilled and want to write testimonials for us. And I'm thinking, oh, wow. Okay. Imagine if you followed all of our directions and really followed the roadmap imagine how much better your campaign results would have been. But it's hard to say that when they're, you know, showering you with, with some praise. So, um, it's very relative and I think having some degree of, you know, set expectations is, is helpful and obviously unavoidable. Uh, but I also think that when you look at what, how big should you set your goal? So we'll talk about the goal first. Um, and then we'll go on to some of the mechanical things in a campaign that can be helped. And also, by the way, just a plug, uh, coming up next Tuesday, so it would have been a week from yesterday. Um, let me just make sure I have that date perfect for you. It would be the 28th, Tuesday the 28th, 8 p.m. Eastern. You can join us online for a live webinar event. Uh, and it will be all about planning for massive crowdfunding success. So basically, this, uh, this podcast episode is going to outline a few of the bullet points that we're going to focus on. Um, but we're actually going to, with an hour webinar, we'll be able to really dig in quite a bit deeper. So uh, how do you find that that page where you can register? Well, number one, it's free. So that all of our educational content that we do, we do a monthly educational webinar. We do web demos throughout the month. Um, they're all free. And the best way for you to get in touch with us is to pop on over to the Facebook and search for Fans Raise, F-A-N-S, oh, don't forget the S, Fans Raise, and you'll find our Facebook page. So go ahead and like us and follow us and then look under events and you'll see the event there and the URL where you can register is there. Okay, so do it. Do that for me. Um, so what we're going to focus on first is the goal. So the goal is really going to be largely dictated to the size of your group. So nice round number. Let's say you have 100 kids in your marching band, let's say. Um how big a goal should you set? So I think setting a goal for, uh, you know, conservatively, it should be minimum $100 per student. Um, but I think what you're looking for is probably something more in the two to 250 range per student. So that's an average, and you're going to have some overachieving students that do really, really well, <clears throat> excuse me, and go way beyond two or 250. And you're going to have other students that, that really don't even get off the couch. So um, I think it's knowing your group and taking a very uh, clear, objective look at what kind of participation you think you might get. Now, if you're going to use other crowdfunding, I'm sorry, let me back that up. If you're going to use other fundraisers for a yardstick to base participation, keep in mind that the best way to do this is to really drive something close to total participation, 
which in a fundraiser is almost uh, laughable, <laughs> especially the time I've spent around uh, high school bands over the years. Um, and uh, but I, I also think that you need to do your level best as an organization to set this event. And I use the term event purposefully uh, set this crowdfunding campaign event off with uh, maybe a different tone. And what I mean by that is if you treat this like every other fundraiser that you do, you're going to get the same lukewarm results that you get from some of your other fundraisers. You're going to have some kids that participate, some kids that don't. And in a lot of cases, that's okay. If you really want to blow up your crowdfunding campaign and have it go, you know, for lack of a better term, viral, you need to get the kids excited, enthusiastic, energized, and you have to get them looking at this as if it's a big deal. So you have to create an event out of it. And how the best way to do that? Well, there are a few ways. So you need something close to total participation from your group. You need to make this a big, hairy deal in front of your kids, get everyone excited about it. Um, there are a couple uh, pointers that we can give you on that. Um, we actually have some published um content on how to have a conversation with your section leaders, captains, drum majors, or your upperclassmen, or uh, your principal cast members, or um, whoever the kids are that are the older ones, the more able ones, the more experienced ones that all the other kids look up to. Engage with them and get them looking at it as if it was almost their idea. And that creates immediate buy-in uh, bonus points if you can even get them contributing to your campaign page. So if you get their pictures, maybe have a couple of them uh, tag team on doing the write-up. A smart, smart band director once told me, it's not what you do, it's what you can get others to do for you. And I think that that really can play well within this exercise. The third thing is, as we're talking about student engagement, and creating an event and some buzz out of this, incentivize your kids, incentivize your members, your participants to really get involved and do their part. And then also think about incentivizing donors. What are some of the ways creatively that you can incentivize donations? That is a, um, a sip of a pretty disappointing cup of coffee today. Usually the coffee is on point. Uh, today, not so much gonna have to fire the coffee maker um, but think about what you can do to amp up the donations the average donation so if you're if you're running a campaign and you're getting lots of 25 and 35 dollar donations uh, and you're getting very very few hundreds 200s 250s um, that is generally indicative of a campaign that lacks some sort of incentivization uh, to the donors. So if, you, if you're interested in this topic, check out our blog. Uh, and if you look under the, the uh, subject heading crowdfunding tips, you'll see uh, or just search the word incentivization or larger donations and you'll see a, a few articles where we give you some examples on what groups have done. It's very helpful. Um, there's definitely an effect where if you show donors, here's what we want you to do, then they're 
typically going to feel good about a larger donation or feel more comfortable with a larger donation. Um, if you if your campaign verbiage uh, frequently mentions uh, your donation, no matter how small, can make a difference. Well, guess what you're going to get? You're going to get a lot of small donations. I'm not saying that's not true. I'm saying that to emphasize that can sometimes elicit not the response that you're looking for, if that makes sense. So think purposefully about what you put in your in your campaign descriptions, how you wordsmith your your ask, and just really think about you know what's in it for the donor to make a larger donation. Can they get a T-shirt? Can they get a call out in your program? Can they? Um, if you host your home marching band competition, could they hand out an award? Um, is that out of the realm of possibility? Could they do that? Could they ha hand out the, the best drum major award in the, in group three? Um, that would be pretty cool. So, um, just some ideas that, that some of our groups have used. And the last thing I want to talk about today, and it, we're going to keep this, this episode a bit brief only because I don't want to completely steal the thunder of the webinar that's coming up on Tuesday. But uh, I talk a bit about force multipliers when it comes to campaigns. And the way that works is um, you could definitely get further by approaching local business partners and local um, clubs and organizations that are uh, local to your school or your community theater or whatever your organization, wherever you're based. And if you go to them and say, look, we're planning a capital campaign, we're buying some new band uniforms, we're, we're doing this thing with the kids and they're super involved. Um, we'd love to get, I, I think it's an opportunity. Number one, we would love your support, but I also think it's an opportunity to reach a broader audience, you know, our community of families and, you know, being a highly visible activity within the, the high school uh, I, I think it could definitely benefit your small business um, that we continue our partnership. So how about this? What if we could, could you don't make a donation to us for, you know, for every donation that comes in the door through this crowdfunding campaign, if you donate $5 per donation uh, or match $5 or $3 or $1, um, and we'll cap that. Let's say we'll cap that at maybe, you know, $800 or $500 or $1,000 or whatever it is. Would you feel comfortable with that? Would you, would you support us? And we'll make a big deal about the match available. Um, we have matching funds coming in from some local businesses and here they are and you should patronize them. Um, if I'm a small business owner and I own a dry cleaner and I know that I can get a little bit of uh, additional exposure and maybe uh, steal some, some families away, uh, some business away from my rival across town, um, I'm going to do that. So think about that. Think about different businesses that you rub up against as a program and see if there is a way where if you went to five businesses and asked each one of them to contribute an additional dollar for your campaign and you cap them all at uh let's say five hundred dollars each um you're gonna you're gonna get twenty five hundred dollars additional dollars into your campaign you would not have gotten otherwise now if the average donation is say fifty dollars 
I mean, you just did a massive amount of work. Um, you probably did 10 times the work with a few phone calls that one student could have done on their own. So that could, it's probably best done by a band, a strategic band booster or the band director himself, uh, or maybe both. And I've had band directors tell me that, you know, when they go out and they, they work with local businesses, um, they'll sometimes take the drum major along or they'll take a section leader or two along um, just so they can kind of get a sense on who the kids are that are being affected, uh, or that are being helped and, you know, how it's a benefit. So just some ideas, um, just sharing some, some thoughts. Um, we are going to look forward to Tuesday night. Again, it is August 28th. It's at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And this webinar, Planning for Massive Crowdfunding Success, uh, it will be recorded. And anyone that registers will get a link to the recording. So let's say you have marching band rehearsal on Tuesday nights and you cannot attend the webinar. That is completely fine. So you, what I would like you to do is just register. And it'd be awesome if you could send somebody in your place to get the information for you. But we'll be sending it out anyway. So even if you have to miss, unfortunately, you can catch up on it later on demand. So no biggie, not a problem. So with that, those are just a few ideas about how to, how to blow up your crowdfunding campaign, how to make it go postal, how to make it go viral. Um, crazy, crazy money. So yeah, I think what we're seeing right now is certainly an uptick in volume, I'm seeing more groups come in with a plan, with a with their own launch plan. Here's what I think will work best for our group. Here we go, ready, set, go. And for the most part, they're working really, really well. Um, I, it's not to say that sometimes our experience and our track record with working with groups just like yours, we may not be able to bring a little something different to your party with some input. So you know, continue to leverage us for help. Uh, any advice, if you just want to bounce some ideas around and talk, talk about your ensemble, talk about your organization, what you need, what you're doing. Um, that is probably the most fun part of our day. When we get to hop on a, on a call and talk specifics about a group of performers or musicians or vocalists or, you know, drama students that we can directly impact. I think that those are the best days. The days where we're just like customer service and, you know, driving campaigns and monitoring things and, and kind of throwing lever levers and switches behind the scenes, that, that a little less fun. But uh, please continue to reach out to us for if there's anything we can do. Uh, yeah, my name is Brian Gilbert, and we will be back to you next week with another podcast episode. Got some great things in store, so stay tuned. And if you need to reach us, you can e reach us at info at fansraise.com.